0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ignite Podcast. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Tyler. And today we are joined by Dr. Anthony Collins, President of Clarkson University. President Collins has joined us to address his tenure with the university and discuss his past 19 years as president as he steps down to retirement. We will also be asking him about his visions of the future of Clarkson University and higher education in general.
1: President Collins has an appreciation for connecting with students on a personal level and his vision to provide opportunities for students which go beyond the traditional college experience. So with that, we hope you enjoy today's episode of President Collins' podcast, A Farewell to Campus. This is the Ignite Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Clarkson Ignite Podcast. We are here today joined by President Tony Collins of Clarkson University, um, who's here to talk about, uh, I guess, a broad reflection on his tenure as president of the university for a total of, I believe, 19 years. So, uh, President Collins, if you just want to start by telling us a little bit about your journey at Clarkson um, and how you came to be president.
2: Sure. Thank you. And and thanks for being interested enough to have me over to do a podcast. So, uh, obviously, my journey began almost 40 years ago as an assistant professor in civil and environmental engineering. Uh, and then it was a pretty, I would say, natural progression. Uh, I really didn't seek out any of the uh, administrative positions that I ended up in. Um, more was, was encouraged to apply. People recognized you know, some value that I had in terms of uh, bringing people together and and some vision, I guess. And, and so from those early days, um, progressed through the department chair to be dean of engineering, VP for Academic Affairs, uh, University Provost, and then eventually in 2003 became the president. And so it's a lot of people along that pathway have, have asked me, well, you know, do you miss teaching? Do you miss doing research? And I uh, certainly you know, did a lot of that and I think was successful at it. I certainly enjoyed teaching. It's, it's something that it's easy to be passionate about when you see the impact. Uh, but I've always justified to myself uh, moving into the president's role that it's an opportunity to continue at the highest level to support research and teaching. And so that's um, underpinned my journey, and I certainly hope that I've uh, enriched the life of Clarkson and and certainly the life of its uh, students and that we, I think there's some evidence that it's been successful because our students are sought after uh, as they always have been. Uh, You hear the expression, ready to hit the ground running, Uh, not afraid of work, collaborators, team players, uh, innovative, creative, everything you'd ever want to hear, and that has continued. And so I I think my time, uh, in my mind, has been successful because we continue to produce those kinds of graduates.
1: Absolutely. Um, And I know from a student standpoint, you're certainly a very beloved uh, president, very um, iconic among the student body, and I'm sure the faculty um, would say that as well. Um, I (laughs) I don't mean to... I don't mean to call you old, but you have been president <laughs> since the year that I was born. And so, from from that standpoint, how I guess how would you say uh that being the president at, at the same university in in this small little town of Potsdam, New York, um how did that amount of time have an impact on, you know, what you were able to accomplish?
2: Well, let me just add to that humor that that I was I've been president ever, ever since you've been born. My my wife Karen w- would say that she checked the expiration date on me, uh, on on my shelf life, and she said it's well exceeded, and so it's time. <laughs> uh, and, and and to some extent, all of that is true. That that you know that there's there's a, a time to to move on uh, for me personally to see what other opportunities exist. I uh, built a lot of experience, and I hope to put all of that experience to to further good use. Uh, but importantly, for the university uh, i I, th- I think that um, th- the time I've i 've I- spent is it 's unusual until you get into the position i don 't think many people realize the influence that you can have, uh, and I think that 's probably true for anyone listening to this podcast. You never quite understand how much influence y- that you uh, that you're exerting at any point in life. People do listen to you they they do watch you. I'd like to think that Karen and I have kind of modelled partnership across the university. That people can look and see that, you know, the, the sum of two is it can can be greater than you know, just the simple the simple addition of one plus one. It can create something that's 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 more. And so we've tried to model that. And so I I would say that the time, particularly as president, that uh, to begin with, I didn't understand the influence that you can have. Uh, but then that became apparent to me, and it was satisfying to talk to a lot of people, particularly those in industry, uh, those that had moved on from the university, uh, and to look at our regional economy, uh, the national economy, the national needs of higher education, talk to a lot of people, put all that together, and try and mold an institution uh, that 's ready for the challenges of tomorrow and Believe me, that tomorrow is Every tomorrow <laughs> and yeah. those tomorrows seem to be coming at us faster and faster yeah. A- and so being nimble uh, being ready to adapt uh, looking at what uh, is needed in the world and the, the challenges in higher education, how we deliver it have never been greater and I'm really pleased to see our next evolution um, I mean in, into badges and micro credentials that uh, that everyone has come to expect a Clarkson graduate to be really dominant in their discipline, in their field of study. And I, I, I mean that seriously, that so many of our students uh, give feedback that whether it be into a corporation or another university, they feel not just well prepared but they feel prepared beyond the colleagues, their peers that are they're, they're surrounding them at that point in life. Um, and and, and I, I, th- I think that the that, that there's no no question that we graduate people that have got their technical disciplinary expertise. And so what else is the world looking for? Well, they're trying to understand what each individual person wants out of the world, and in particular what they can give to a corporation or wherever they move to next. And so the idea of, uh, of having a kind of a second uh, transcript that describes your personal interests through badges. And so... You know, that or, or all of your extracurricular activities, whether it be sporting athletic uh, activities, whether it be clubs, whether it be our speed teams, all of the organisations, and then even at a more refined personal level, taking badges that um, so that a a, um, a a chemical engineer might end up with a, a marketing badge or a, or a, a badge of. Um, uh, you know, something, that, something to do with, with, um, with the humanities, studying ancient history. Uh, you, you, that this helps to, for an employer or someone that is interested in our graduates, helps them define and see the person uh, that, that lies behind just the degree. And so that's an evolution that's happening right now. Uh, but in a year's time, two years' time, five years' time, I'm certain that, that the needs of society will change again, and we'll need to be ready to adapt our kind of education. So it's that it's the continuous change that is, is really the, the challenge, and it's been really people use the word an honour um, or a privilege. It's been both of those to try and play a role in listening, um, implementing, and seeing the success of, of a variety of, of opportunities that we've created for our students over the years.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and kind of going off of that, um, you mentioned how important it was to adapt and to um, flex and try to um, integrate into the new and upcoming things. So why have you made it such a point during your tenure as president to really push innovation and entrepreneurship into a lot of the more traditional set
2: STEM degrees? Well, I think if you look globally, uh, there's challenges in every direction uh, from many different nations. But the differentiator f- for the U.S. economy, for the U.S. as, as a nation, as a, as a kind of the DNA in, in, in Americans, is that innovation, that, that, that push to be creative. Uh, you, you hear it many times uh, that it's, it's relatively easy, relatively easy, to find bright people. They exist everywhere. And, and I'll say train them. Give them skills. Even – Intellectual skills that allows them to solve problems and uh, and, and and be educated. That there's something additional about innovation and creativity and entrepreneurship. That that the willingness to try and fail and and be supported in that endeavour, uh, to look around you and see that it's okay uh, to have, have tried something. There are societies. In the world where where failure is is really not just frowned upon, but you can't afford to fail, and of course there is no greater inhibitor to innovation than than than, than not accepting failure, uh, and and so I think to maintain the U.S. preeminence as a nation and as a, as, a, as as a uh, as an economy, I, I to me it's just so fundamental, and the and it was actually in many ways like un- unlocking the genie once we over the last you know 20 years to have created opportunities for for our students to be innovative and creative you can see that that's what they were waiting for almost <laughs> and, and it's it's um interesting for me to sit here uh, just even having the podcast and you know it's it's you know, your own backgrounds of Probably you, 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 you see this as an extension, so I'm going to reverse the questions here. What are your majors? Uh, I'm a chemical engineer.
1: And I'm a computer science and data science double.
2: So that's pretty unusual, right, for a, for a chemical engineer and a computer scientist to, to actually be interested in creating podcasts and, and I'll say, talking to people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, we're not known for I, I'd hate to say it, but, but the stereotype, <laughs> that, that, that breaks the stereotype. And I would hope that part of Clarkson's attraction to you was a sense that, 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 you, that is different, that, that, we, that we look for uh, just a more, much broader person. And if, and if coming in you're not that broad person, I think that we've got tons of opportunities for you to broaden yourself and, and eventually be very, very successful in life. Yeah, absolutely. And I
1: think many of our students have discovered that. Uh, I know a big part for me of coming to Clarkson was uh, the Clarkson Ignite program. Um, and sure enough, throughout this year, I've been very involved in that, and that's uh, that promise has been delivered on. Um, so, can you talk a little bit about founding the the Ignite program at Clarkson and why that was so important from t- to you and how that all came together?
2: Yeah, often, you know, whether it be the Speed program, the Ignite program, Presidential Challenge, things like that, they're not solely my ideas by a long shot. It's sure. that it's that it's it's people talking and. And you need to listen but people describing what what excites our students what turns them on what what uh, what the what the nation needs and and then uh, often these ideas I would say gel together um, as a way to emphasize something that is becoming obvious and important to us and in terms of innovation uh, you, you can't just innovate in isolation sure <laughs> you, you have to have to be knowledgeable you have to understand uh, a, a range of, of disciplinary technical issues. you have to have the, the ability to team together that's encouraged you have to have resources to do that you have to have physical spaces to do it. you have to have a room like this where you can create a podcast so so once you I, understand the idea of ignite and the opportunities um, the I mean a, a big part is, is, is um, the makerspace. Um, so that if, if you've got ideas, you can practice them. i go back to that are of failure, that no one's perfect at anything when you begin it. very few people. Um, and, and so the opportunity to have the physical spaces, the, the, the right programs, the right support activities, the right, the right people that interact with. So that's what drives putting these programs together. And, and it's often, a, you know, perhaps over the years I've initiated a small spark of an idea I would say once that idea is ignited, no pun intended, <laughs> <laughs> other people can see different variations and opportunities within that, and then all of a sudden they become excited to put a program together that, that and take ownership of it. Um, so that's that's pretty much how, the, how many of these things have evolved. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, and you mentioned how you've been, and I will say that you definitely have been able to ignite people's uh, passion for many things, innovation, entrepreneurship. And so what really got you involved with education and doing this sort of thing in the first place? Because you've given many, many years of your life to teaching um, people like us. And why did you decide to give so much of yourself to us?
2: Well, I I, I, I guess I've been fortunate in my life that a lot of people give me opportunities and, and and the ability to do things that I wanted to do and, and enjoy. And I, And I guess I've... Somehow, early on, I, I filled up my own bucket of those things. So I didn't feel a need uh, to, to do that for me personally. And, and and at some point, I realized that you could expand that satisfaction by helping others fill their buckets of achievements. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and um, you know, once you cross that bridge, you can't go back. It, it's It's almost addictive that, yeah. gosh, how many more people can you – I, I guess give genuine happiness to and, 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 and you can see that they have a sense of satisfaction and success in what they're doing. You know, that, by the way, is way better than filling your own bucket. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, it's, it's, it, in a, it, and that gives you satisfaction. So in a, in a way, I'm motivated by something very selfish that it, it's, it's ultimately my, my satisfaction and, and, and happiness that I derive by seeing others being successful – uh, and, and so it's it's not altruistic it's it's actually very selfish <laughs> well we're still grateful for it either way you've yes. been
0: very excellent um can you tell us whats something that you were most proud or what made you the most satisfied to see completed as like a student project or something that you would work to instill at Clarkson?
2: yeah uh, you, you know it's really hard for me to to um, to isolate i've seen honestly I've seen so many. Uh, great ideas inventions innovations creations, and for whatever reason i don 't know what's why it sticks in my mind, but it was in the presidential challenge and it was you know simply if you're and I spent a lot of time uh, in in New York on various assignments from the governor and for Clarkson etc and, and of course i don 't know New York very well and so you're often in a city like that, walking around, and you, you've got your phone, and you're watching your phone to try and work out where you're going to go. And there was an innovation where there was a vibrator placed in each of the heels of, of the shoes, following your GPS. And so when you would arrive at a corner, it would vibrate if you had to turn left if in your left heel, or vice versa for your right heel, or just if nothing happened, you kept going straight. And I thought, wow, what a! It just struck me that it, that, that whilst it's so simple. And yet, it 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 it, it connects a, a problem with a technology, uh, w- with a, with a, with you know an efficiency of of, of travel. Um, it, it just it, it it's always kind of stuck in my mind. Uh, by the way, it didn't win anything. I don't think in, <laughs> the, in the challenge. So unfortunate for them, I wasn't a judge. But uh, you know, it's a trivial example. But it just seems to pull everything together. That something as simple as walking in a city can be so easily technically aided um, that, that kind of anything's possible. Um, so is that – I know you would kind of touched on this
0: earlier. Um, is looking for that sort of niche area or not even a niche, that area um, where innovation can be made if there's just effort applied, is that sort of one of the reasons that the President's Challenge came into existence?
2: oh very fundamentally i think that uh, that uh, that competition drives most people uh, that they most people for better or worse it maybe it's a good or a bad attribute i'm not sure but it seems to be inherent in most human beings they want to compete uh, and, and 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 they get some satisfaction out of i'll say winning in quotes and so it wasn't difficult to think that uh, that a competition and then certainly if you could win cash prizes, um, you know, that can be applied in a, you know, most students at Clarkson um, are here. We work hard to provide financial resources to make it achievable for everybody. And so anything as direct as some financial support, um, you know, is, is certainly helpful. So it wasn't hard to think of that idea. I, I would just, I'd like to kind of, answer a bit of a broader question is is that the the idea i think that one thing that we could do better at at clarkson uh is, is to identify problems that need to be solved okay uh that uh you know for for example at our local hospital you know there must be problems there on a day-to-day basis that that can could really change people's lives as an example and yet we often Sit back on a campus, and it's kind of serendipitous as to as to how we identify or, or see opportunities for innovations. You know, and when I think about it, that the the funnel for for identifying the most worthy problems to be solved that can help the most people, that can help the economy the most i don't think yet we've got a good way of of identifying the most worthy problems that we should be solving mm-hmm. now the u n has got uh, seventeen sustainability goals and you know maybe that's a framework uh and it, interesting about that is I think that's brought attention to the idea that sustainability is not just about recycling materials it's in everything that we do that uh whether it be financial sustainability whether it be um you know for, for Materials, whatever every 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 aspect of life needs to be sustainable, and so maybe there's a framework by which we sh- should somehow identify problems and then solve them. Uh, yeah. I, I think the the beginning of our process um, should be challenged in terms of how do we find the most worthwhile problems to solve. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: absolutely, 100. And in terms of problem definition, I guess, or at least problem exploration, like you're discussing. Um, is that sort of where you see education going in the, in the future as you step away from the field? Well, or it probably I more... I p- not
2: to step away. I hope to maybe continue to use my experience to no, help. Yes, that, but yes. We, we, but but I, I would say uh, we, we've tended in higher education to have a one-size-fits-all, and that is a residential four-year college experience built around pretty traditional disciplines. Uh, and... Uh, and the uh, the more challenging the environment is typically coupled to the amount of research that's undertaken at an institution. Uh, you certainly get faculty members then at the, the cutting edge. And so, Clarkson, we try to... Uh, we strive to have um, the best faculty that are doing their cutting-edge research and that challenges our students the most. The information they're getting is the most up-to-date. That's That's a singular model. Now, you can see... Everything these days, from um, from Google and and Amazon and and you know the major tech companies are, are looking to take students right out of high school and train them up in six weeks and potentially give them careers. Well, of course you can. I'm using choosing that example to say, well, that's a pretty narrow approach to a lifelong career with that much of experience. And so, if you think of those two models, I would say that the uh, the 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 way that we deliver um, higher education, I think we need to have some clear definitions or, or some clear what models that are different and 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 get that across to people so they can make some choices that fit them. Um, and I, I, I just give a pretty simple example. You know, the, there are some careers where a four-year college degree. Um, Whilst it may sound good, we've kind of oversold the four-year college experience, <laughs> and that you know, for example, the trades—just a classic example—people can have very, very satisfying lives uh, being tradespeople, uh, and yet it it, it it doesn't seem to carry the same cachet. It's not a four-year degree, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 so the way that we provide education. Post secondary, post high school, uh, I, I think we need to look at different models. Um, I, I think the traditional four year model, fully enriched and, and, and giving adding more personal skill sets in, in the way that we're talking about at Clarkson now through badging and micro credentials, all of what we're doing, I think that's going to be you know, uh, certainly a, a core way of education educating well into the future, but there will be other models. And I think it would be useful for Clarkson to think about how it can support some other models on the perimeter of what it does as a core institution.
0: Do you think that sort of ties into your overall theme of evolution to excellence as your time here?
2: Well, the overall theme was simply to say, so those words were chosen or thought out pretty carefully. So evolution means that uh, that. In my mind, it was building on a foundation. One of the things I think that we uh, we haven't celebrated enough are the successes of our alumni. Uh, they have been so successful in so many el- walks of life. Obviously, mostly in the technical fields, uh, and a- and and so identifying that and building upon it was really the reference to evolution and then excellence. You can't um, you you can't expect a, a great outcome if you if you if it's not supported and underpinned by a great experience, and so so that the experience here it needs to be excellent, mm-hmm. a- and, and you know anything short of that is not going to deliver the kind of product or output that you're looking for. So it's a simple combination of of seeing how much success we'd had and what a solid foundation we had, and then evolving that. Continuously, always with an eye towards excellence, and, and so I, uh, so, in in some ways, much of what we've talked about, adding innovation, or the Ignite program, or the Speed program, or all of these elements. A- actually, a good example for me was our women's hockey team that actually started the same year I started as the president, and you know th- through just focus and dedication and and seeking excellence they end up winning three national championships that's pretty good for an institution like us and it's, i use it as an example of what can be achieved with focus dedication hard work it, it's it's not serendipitous it's not by chance uh, th- these things happen because you 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 pour your resources and your passion in, into achieving something that's excellent it goes back to the comp- competitive part of all of this so I, I think there are many examples around Clarkson. As relatively small as we are as an institution, uh, I certainly think we outperform uh, the rest of the world. Uh, you know, in, in terms of the impact that we have given our size, and, I, and that's I think everybody should feel good about that.
1: So, building off of those ideas about you know focus and determination and hard work um, is. Is inspiring those ideas in Clarkson students really what you um, hope your legacy will be here as you as you leave, or is it something larger or something completely different?
2: <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of thinking about leaving a legacy. I think you know, it, for me, it's you know, life is much more about what's active and, and current and present, and you know, the the energy that you can derive from that, you know, rather than worrying about or thinking about a legacy. I, uh, I, I certainly hope that I've just played a role in, I'll say, the evolution of Clarkson uh, and that that's been a positive role. That d- just, being, just that it has been a positive evolution, um, it, it would be enough for me uh, as a legacy. As I said, I'm not a fan of, <laughs> of, <laughs> of,
0: of worrying about it. I, I think your record speaks for itself. You've been a tremendously positive influence for this campus and this, this place and on many, many people. Um, and, you know, it's just shown by how you've really interacted with students. Um, there's very few institutions where you've heard of presidents and admin being as connected and involved with students' lives. And you've just placed an enormous amount of attention on listening to students and making us feel like we've been heard. Um, and that's just very well integrated. And I'd just like to say thank you for doing that and being so available to us.
2: Well, uh- Two, two responses to that one is I've been very fortunate to have Karen as my partner in all of that and um, you know she she truly uh, you know when I think of I'll say the sacrifices she's made over the years to, to, to play that role I know that she feels that that's been returned her efforts have been returned multiple times because of she's just always energized and amazed at the at what our students do so it's you know so it's, it's just you know that allows us to talk often and exchange ideas and and, and, and be self-motivated by what we talk about and are, are amazed with the, the my ultimate response to that the second part, is why wouldn't you want to be involved? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very I mean, true. Unless you, I think most people notice we live on campus, twenty four seven, and as you're wandering around, why wouldn't you want to exchange with some of the brightest minds that are going to change the world? I mean, uh, that's uh, I, w- we see it in the reverse. That you know, why wouldn't you want to do that? Is is, is the question that we've often tossed around it. In foster house? It's amazing. It's very it's very uh, gratifying to have
0: someone care about you, not just about the numbers on like the sheet of the paper. Um and as we kind of wrap up towards the end of the podcast, can you just tell us a bit of advice you'd have for just students in general or really anyone that's connected
2: to our greater Clarkson family of what you would like to yeah, see? Yeah, I, I I think it's relatively easy. Just find something in life that Naturally fits you. That fits your personality, your intellect, your brain, your your intellectual capacity. uh, That that you really feel passionate about. The rest takes care of itself. It's you know, I could quote so many examples of where people have taken on jobs or positions because of the financial return or something like that. They never seem satisfied, you know. And yet, you go to other people that. Uh, ha, ha, are are doing things that f- in some cases other people don't understand why they're doing and <laughs> what the return is and yet for that person it's immensely satisfying a- and and so for me it's that that's easily the the thing to suggest if if what I've learnt in my life is, is is if you truly enjoy doing it and it's a worthwhile and good endeavor uh everything else takes care of itself you, you know and, and you just become a I think a, a, a positive personality that that um, that others can relate to because of that positivity. Okay. So it's it's find your passion.
0: Um, is there any other comments, things you'd like to say? Just your time
2: to say whatever you'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I just I I firmly believe that that um, the next president I've, I've met him I think will be uh, exceptional. Uh, he and his Spouse, and I wish them luck. And I know I certainly hope that the Clarkson community supports them and uh, it's not going to be easy to you know, follow someone that's been here so long. Uh, they'll come in and, and uh, of course, not know a whole lot about the institution to begin with. Um, but I'm certain that they will learn it fast and, and learn what a gold mine they've struck. So it would be... Uh, just my best wishes to everyone, particularly the incoming president and his spouse.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much for your time.
2: Thank, thank you. you, thanks.